Well, hello there, podcast. How the hell are you? Uh, I missed you guys. I, I okay, so I, I want to jump right into this. Um, the reason why there wasn't an episode on schedule on time uh, is because it just didn't feel like it. And that's kind of what I want to start with the the this today's episode with is about my feelings. Uh, I really love content creation. It makes me happy. Um, I started I started doing content creation. A very long time ago, uh, in a galaxy far, far away, I I started I early forms of content creation before like there really was an internet. I did it in school, right? I, I was on the yearbook. Uh, I, I was a sports editor for two years, so I was in charge of all the the whole sports section of the yearbook. Um, and then I got into video production, and I was I was the editor of the video yearbook, the end of the year video, and uh, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it, but. When I really, when I really dig into it, uh, what I really loved was the attention, right? I was the one with the camera. I was the one taking the pictures. I was the one that like, you know, like, like the paparazzi, it's like, Hey, take a picture of me, take a picture of me, put me in the yearbook, put me in your video. Right. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of my friends in the video, but nevertheless, the attention, you know, the camera garners attention fast forward to today and everyone's got a smartphone in their pocket. So like, you know, walking around the camera is not that big of a deal, but I will say this ever since I switched cameras for the vlog. Um, ha- you know, holding the 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 camera with the mic and the the big ball tripod. Um, you know, the one with the big balls, the big the big balls. Uh, everyone, you know, I, when I walk around in public with that thing now, now I get asked, "Are you a YouTuber? Are you a vlogger?" Like, because it's like the universal sign of like, "Hey, I make YouTube videos," right? Because because that's 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 the camera rig that most people use. Um, so there is still there's still a little bit of, of that notoriety. But what my point I'm getting at is is that all the way back in high school. I enjoyed creating content because it garnered attention. And today I would say that that's the wrong reasons to start it. However, it depends on what your end game is. It depends on what your overall goal is. Is it to drive business to your business or drive, drive traffic to your business? Is it to sell your business? Is it to you know, because attention is the most important commodity on the internet, right? Your attention, the people that are listening to this podcast, the people that watch my YouTube videos, the people that hang out with me on 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 Twitch and my live streams, your attention is the most important, most valuable commodity in the world. And that actually comes down to time, right? Do you spend your time? That's the most valuable thing. So attention does matter. And I, you know, I want to clarify that because I kind of, I keep going back and forth of like what, you know, what, what you, what I'm agreeing with and, and, you know, what the point is, but the attention and what you do with that attention is the important part, right? Um, and so, like I said, I love creating content. I do. The root and the heart of of creating content, but it has to be content that I enjoy. And, you know, my YouTube channel has been a roller coaster of content, right? Uh, over the years, the content changed. And it changed both with our lives, but as well as, like, what was, you know, what was getting a lot of views, right? Because obviously as you start to grow or, or create a business, you start making decisions based on the business. What's going to get more traffic? What's going to generate more revenue, right? And you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are having a hard time with this with like game companies and movie studios. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news right now with pop culture and whatnot, you know, regarding, um, you know, uh, a lot of IPs. And it's like, you know, why did a company A do this to this to this game? I loved this game and they ruined this game, right? They're just money hungry. They're just, oh, why would they make that change? Their community clearly doesn't want that. 
you know or why why are these two studios fighting over this this movie franchise that we love like you know quit fucking with it just like leave it as is and like at the end of the day they're businesses and businesses are there to make money you make money to there to continue to make the whatever it is you're making right like you make movies you need money to make movies you have to make money to keep making the movies so you have to make smart business decisions now sometimes a business decision might sound smart at this moment but in the long run it might hurt your business right and that's always there's no way to really know that um you can make a bad decision today that might help your business you know five years from now right uh not selling it or who you sell it to or who you who you sign on as a partner who you use as an investor all those decisions right short-term games long-term games you know all that sort of thing excuse me i'm gonna sip on my coffee before it gets too cold hmm. holy crap do you guys know that starbucks has uh, coffee creamers now i want to say they used to have coffee creamers but then they stopped making them anyway tiffany bought the cinnamon dolce cinnamon dolce dolce not dolce dolce uh creamer from starbucks and it is phenomenal like you look at the ingredients it's actually good like it's like skim milk heavy cream buttermilk sugar cinnamon blah 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 right real simple ingredients i love it it's absolutely amazing um yeah so so you, you making smart business decisions for your business is always smart but you know it's all about how you execute those de- those decisions um you know in the news right now epic with fortnite they've made some changes recently in their community was absolutely going bananas with the decisions they made and you know there was a couple of kids at my discord server that were complaining and saying that they ruined the game and they're you know i can't believe that they would do this and obviously they're just doing it for the money and you know and my argument was well if it was 100 percent for money then if their community is like in an uproar and stops playing the game then they'll revert it they'll go back right because if it's hurting business then then the, then they'll go back right and some decisions can go be back you know some decisions you can't go back on but my point was is that they have to try new things and, and all i think all businesses you have to try new things see what sticks see what your 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 community see what your audience see what your customers like and don't like and you don't know that until you try it right um some companies will just stick tried and true and never deviate from what they're good at what they're good at right look at in and out burger in and out burger has been doing the same thing for decades right burgers shakes fries that's it you they they've not added anything to their menu right of course there's the secret menu items the stuff that you know a lot of people don't know about but for the most part, it's been the same menu for decades, right? And it works for them because they, they've got the formula dialed in and they don't need to add anything else to it, right? Some companies will, will do that. They'll stick to their, their bread and butter for years. But as competition rises and there starts becoming more choices, some companies decide, okay, we need to innovate. We need to change things up, right? Let's talk about Red Bull. Red Bull had their original flavor for years, right? For years, all they had was just the original flavor. And then you start getting other brands like Monster, Rockstar, and whatever start coming out. And they started coming out with other flavors, right? You'd walk into a convenience store and you'd see Red Bull, sugar-free and regular. And then you'd see Monster and there'd be like 10 different cans. They're all different colors and have different names. And you're like, whoa, what is this? What is this? And then over time, Red Bull started losing marketing share because it was like, well, I like Red Bull, but I like this orange-flavored Monster or this grape-flavored, you know, Red Rockstar, like... And then they start becoming accustomed to that brand. Like, oh, you know, grab me a monster. Grab me the orange monster. Grab me the, the purple rock star, whatever, right? Um, so what happened? Red Bull started coming out with flavors, right? Little by little. They came out with the first three, the red, white, and blue. And then every year they'd come out with one new flavor, right? 
and now they come out with their summer flavors and now they've got you know i don't know 10 different colored cans right they're they're so they innovated right the original red bull is still kick ass and, and one of the best energy drinks in my opinion out there for for convenience stores um but they had to innovate because they were losing market share right and uh so you know reeling this back into my original where my point was at with YouTube is I started to you know you started to de change my content to see what was popular and as I make a video and got a lot more views than my previous videos I'm like okay my audience cares about this or there are people on the internet that care about this and so if I keep making videos about this I'll garner more views more subscribers more attention more revenue right and as my channel continued to grow it got to the point where I was able to quit my job. And then I really leaned in on what was popular because now my business, you know, my, my livelihood depended on it. Right. But one of the things I can tell you over the last couple of years, as I've seen the roller coaster of YouTube and, and my channel, not, not even just my channel, but just YouTube in general, I have a lot of friends, right? I have a lot of friends that have stopped doing YouTube because YouTube has just changed the game and they don't, then they're like me, they don't want to play the game. Right. And then I have other friends that changed their game and played YouTube's game and they're succeeding and they're doing far better than I am. Right. And, and hats off to them. I'm really, I'm really happy to see my friends be successful. Really. You know, uh, there's, there's no, there's no jealousy. Again, I know what I, I need to do if I really, really, really wanted to, you know, go all in on YouTube. But the reality is, as I mentioned in the beginning of, this, of the podcast is I love creating content, not just YouTube. YouTube was the original YouTube was the first, right? but it's not the end all be all. I have fallen in love with live streaming so hard, right? Like I, I, if I, if I had to choose today, if someone came to me and said, Clint, you can only do one thing or the other. You can continue doing your YouTube channel, can keep continuing doing your vlogs, but you can never live stream again. Or you can live stream every day for the rest of your life, but you cannot do vlogs or YouTube anymore. I will tell you right now wholeheartedly that I would 100% choose live streaming on whatever platform right now it's Twitch. I love Twitch. You know, I'm all about Twitch. I love, I love it. Um, but I would choose live streaming with or without video games. Doesn't matter over creating video content on YouTube. I just a hundred percent YouTube has changed. The platform has changed. It's become very, very saturated and very uh, competitive. And, uh, you know, people talk about clickbait all the time. There's a reason for that because clickbait works. Right, it's those newspaper tabloids when you walk at the checkout line in the grocery store and you're ready to put your your items on the conveyor belt and you look to your left and you see the magazines, the big bold letters that says, you know, Elvis found with baby on Vegas Strip, and you're like, what the shit? V what Elvis is alive? Right? He's got a baby? What? Why is he? What? And then you pick up the magazine, you buy it, you go home, you read it, and you realize, oh, it's an Elvis impersonator with a toy alien baby walking down the strip. But they got you. They they that was clickbait. They totally made you buy it, they got your money, have a nice day. YouTube is the same thing, right? You're scrolling through the YouTube app, you see a title and thumbnail, you're like, what the hell? I gotta click on this, I have to see what this video is about, right? Oh, but wait, let me watch this 30 second ad first. Okay, cool, let's get to the video. And then it's blah, 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 oh, what the, sh that's not, man, that's not cool, that's not what I thought it was gonna be. You said this, some people don't lie, like I don't lie, I'll clickbait sometimes, but I don't lie, I might just, I might just lead you down a different path. You thought you you thought I meant this, but obviously I meant that. And there's other people that just straight up lie, right? Whatever. But at that point, it doesn't matter. They got the view, they got the click. Now, depending on what you do after that click and that disappointment is what matters. Do you thumbs it down, leave a shitty comment? Do you unsubscribe to the channel? Do you remember that that guy or girl 
deceived you and you never click on their videos again, that's what matters, right? That's what matters. When kids complain about YouTube and I'm like, well, but do you still watch their videos? Did you watch their next video, right? You're complaining about this new trend on YouTube. Tell your friends it sucks. Stop clicking the videos, but your friends like the videos. So they're going to keep watching them. Therefore, the guys are going to keep making the videos, right? Blah, 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 blah. It's an endless circle. But I, I just, I, like, I, I wholeheartedly love live streaming. And I love podcasting because podcasting to me is an uninterrupted stream of consciousness that I can do. Very similar to when I stream. Sometimes, I, you know, if you guys watch my streams, I, I go on these rants, right? Someone will say something in chat or I'll ask a question and I'll go off on like a five minute rant. And I won't be looking at chat. I'm still playing my, my game a little bit, you know, but I go on these rants and these tangents. But then ultimately I look at chat and uh, something else pops at me and I maybe I stop my train of thought and I switch to something else or I, I address something in chat, but I lose my train of thought and I don't finish my, my thought process and I don't finish the rant, right? The podcast lets me just go and, uh, you know, the only one that's stopping my, me is myself, right? Losing my train of thought or going from one thing to the next, you know, and, and just riffing. Um, so I, I, I definitely love this. But in order for me to sit down and push the record button, I've got to be in the state of mind. I have to have something to talk about, right? I mean, I, I try to make these podcasts about an hour long. You know, sometimes they're, they're less and sometimes they're a little more, but an hour is my target. So I got to have something to talk about for an hour, especially when I'm by myself, right? Now I can, I can sit here and talk. I mean, I sit and talk on stream for eight hours sometimes, so I can definitely talk. But with chat, there's the conversations always moving, right? The video game I'm playing, there's, there's something to always be talking about. When I'm sitting here by myself, I have to have something to talk about. And so it's one of those things that I'm, I'm starting to realize even with the YouTube channel is I've got to be in the right frame of mind to push the record button. I've got to be, I got to have something worth sharing, right? And now with the daily vlogs, it was like, well, I'm just going to share every day. So whatever we do this day, that gets a, that's a vlog, boom. But then there's days we don't do anything, and I feel bad about that. I've been saying it for years, right? I'm like a freaking broken record. I, I've been saying it for years that I hate that where our lives are right now is not very entertaining and not very shareable. That's really what it comes down to, too. I and mean, people always are like, oh, dude, your day is fine. Like, it doesn't have to be awesome and epic. Just, you know, we just like checking in with you. We just like seeing what you're up to. And it's like, I get that, but not everybody else does, right? You know, back when I had comments, you know, you get the shitty, shitty comments from time to time about this and that, and you should do this and you should stop doing that and blah, blah, blah. And you, and it's like, at the end of the day, back it up a step. I need to do what makes me happy, right? Like this has to come from a place of passion. Sorry, I had to do that slurp effect for the, you know, cause you can't see me sipping my coffee. So I was like, I had to make that slurp just so you know, that was, I was drinking my coffee and it wasn't just silence. Um, you know, content creation has to come from a place of heart. Um, I actually, I shared a, uh, I shared a, a tweet this, or not a tweet, but I shared a quote this morning um, from Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I was listening to, uh, our, uh, was watching one of his, one of his YouTube videos, and every once in a while, he a quote, he says something that really like strikes a chord with me, right? It's like one of those gongs or, or like a bell that goes off, and you're like, oh yeah. So I, I said, um, uh, and this is Gary Vaynerchuk saying this, unless you love your game. Somebody else who loves it more is going to work harder and smarter and beat you, right? And really, it's that first part that you've got to love your game. You got to love it. And I say this to the kids all the time. Like kids are like, "Yo, what's 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 the best advice you can give me for you know uh, uh, starting off as a content creator, right? Or um, you know, if I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a Twitch streamer. Like, what's your what's your advice? And it's like, 
you know, or they'll say, I don't know what to vlog. I want to be, I want to vlog, I want to vlog, but I don't know what to vlog. And I'm like, well, I can't help with that. Like, like the best content is the stuff that comes from your heart. The best content is the stuff that you're passionate about. You know, I tell people all the time, like, what's the one thing that you could talk about every day of your life and never get tired of it? Make content about that. And it doesn't have to be videos, right? Here's the thing that people don't realize too. Not everybody's cut out for video. Not everybody's cut out for live streaming. Not everybody's cut out for audio, right? It, they're, they're, everyone has their thing. Some people are very charismatic and, and have a really good on-camera presence, right? Um, those are the people that should be doing video. Then there's the ones that have that really sexy voice, right? Like there's a, there's a, a good buddy of mine named Struggle Bus. Struggle Bus TV. He's got a voice for radio. He is like got this really deep. I have no idea what the guy looks like, but he just has this deep voice, and he's just like, "Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, yeah, yeah." You know, his his big thing is yo, yo, yo. Yeah, he drops in when you, when you watch one of his streams and stuff. It's just like, oh, it's so good, right? Like that man needs to be doing podcasts and radio. It's so good, right? But maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you don't have a good voice. Maybe you got like a really squeaky, high pitched voice, or you got some really like. You know, you're, 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 you're 40 years old, but it sounds like you're still going through puberty and I'm just like, I can't talk like this, you know, and then, then voice isn't for you either, right? Maybe you can type really fast and you're really good at crafting words, blog that shit up, man, get on medium and, and start a blog post, right? Or, or LinkedIn or something, right? Uh, maybe you got a, a really a knack for, for taking great photos, right? And you can just like capture a moment and, and people are just like taking their breath is taken away, right? Get that shit on Instagram, Facebook, even Twitter. I mean, you can take some really bomb ass photos and put them on Twitter and get some really good traction. Like there's a, there's a, there's a medium for everyone. You just have to find which one's for you. Now try them all. Everyone should try them all, but don't feel forced if it doesn't come natural to you. That's the thing too, is some people don't like to see themselves on camera. Some people don't like to hear their voice. If you can't stand your voice or you can't stand watching yourself, how the hell are you going to edit? How the hell are you going to be able to post that stuff? Right? If you cringe every time you see yourself or hear yourself, then that medium is not for you. Move on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it goes back to like, you know, the people that are like, oh, you know, I want to be a basketball player, but they can't dribble a ball. They can't shoot. Right. Uh, like, like you can want something, but there's, there's limitations and you can practice and you can definitely try and get better. But then the question comes is like, how much time and energy are you trying to put into something that may or may not actually ever work out where can you put that time and energy into a better place and and into a, an area that's more natural and easy for you right there's certain things that everyone's just naturally gifted at right you put 10 people in a, in a room and you make them all do the same 10 activities and you start to see like oh man this guy can really draw and this guy is really funny like he just comes up with these jokes and like you know this guy over here can he's humming and he's singing and he's got like this beatbox thing going on like man he's super entertaining like everyone's got this thing right everyone's got a thing and you may see someone else and go i want to do that thing i want to be like that guy and do that thing but maybe that thing's not for you right another thing that gary vaynerchuk talks about all the time is 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 uh lean in on your strengths right go in go all in on your strengths whatever it is that you're good at go in on that and stop wasting your time trying to get better at shit that you're just never going to be good at right and he talks about all the time like he loves basketball but he's he's never going to be you know good enough for the nba he'd love to play football but he can't throw a football for more than you know x amount of yards right so he's not going to waste his time trying to throw his foot try to throw a football farther and farther and farther he recognizes that he's never going to play be a football player so why why try and get better at it right 
and this is all relative. Obviously, if you have a passion for something, you know, it's your time, it's your life, do what, do what you want. I'm not telling you not to, to not to go do stuff, right? I'm just saying, as far as business is concerned, as far as, you know, uh, trying to make a, a, a career out of something, right? Uh, out of the ordinary, going back to content creation, right? Figure out what your niche is and what medium works best for you. What comes natural to you, right? I think that's another reason why I love live streaming so much is because there's no edit. I can just sit here and talk. And at the end of the day, that's what I want is I want to be able to just shoot the shit with, with buddies. You know, this podcast originally, the idea behind this podcast was me and a friend hitting record, sitting back, shooting the shit for an hour. Now the problem and the reason why that hasn't really fully you know, formed is because the original idea was here physically face to face. And, you know, let's be honest, I don't have a lot of friends that live here that I can come just, you know, drive to my house and come hang out for an hour. Right. I'd say 90% of my friends live out of my state out of, out of, you know, throughout the country. So it's very, it, it's, it's going to be, you know, 90% digital discord phone calls. Right. Uh, my last two, the last three uh, podcasts with guests, right? Uh, Chuck was at home in San Francisco. Enviro uh, lives in Texas. Stat lives in uh, California. And uh, Dojo lives in Minnesota. I think he's in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, if he's, I, I'm pretty sure he's in Minnesota. I think that was a joke that Stat was making that he lives in Minnesota, but he doesn't have that Minnesota accent. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, you know, so it's all digital and it works fine, but it's just not the same, right? Even with those conversations, I'd love to have video on. And I think I might try to start to leverage that in the future. Like, I feel like we need to see each other's faces to like add to the, you know, the connection, the mannerisms. If you're not looking at somebody when you're having these conversations, I feel like the, you lose a little bit of that energy and whatnot. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been talking for 20 minutes. It feels like I just started. Uh, all right, let's focus back up. Uh, I actually, I actually wrote down a list of things I want to talk about. I've hit a couple of them, but let's let's get back on task here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take a quick ad break, finish my coffee, and then we'll get into it. So I I'm pretty confident that I'm not bipolar, but I definitely have some heavy mood swings, and they happen very quickly. Like I can totally be happy, great, awesome, not a care in the world, and then one interaction can just landslide me to the, you know, far left, far right, like whatever. Right. Um, I, I just, I get down really fast. Right. And then I'm just kind of like, meh, and, but just as quickly I can have an interaction that totally boosts me, gets me up, gets me high, gets me just rocking and rolling. And I'm just like, yeah, let's freaking go. Right. Um, in the last couple of weeks I've had a couple of days and I, and I would say that it probably happens on like a cycle. If I actually started like and maybe I should start doing this. Maybe I should like put it on the calendar, like had a bad day, right? Like put a little smile, a frowny face on, on my calendar or something like that. Um, you know, but like, I would say like every two or three weeks, like clockwork, I have a bad day. I have a bad, um, like, uh, you know, I, I have like a bad interaction. I read something, I see something, I hear something, whatever. And it, it, it puts me down. Right. And Sometimes I get right out of it really quickly, but I feel like the the thing that that I I lack in my current state, uh, in my current I don't know what you can call it, employment I guess because I I work for myself right like I am the boss I am the worker and I have no other coworkers I have no other you know like I lack that social interaction and that's one of the reasons why I think I love my live streaming so much is because every day I go live and 
I don't know, like within the first hour, a hundred people guaranteed. I mean, I, I'll, you know, I can start writing the names down. A hundred people come through in the first hour to say good morning, to say good afternoon, to ask me how my day is going. What's going on today? What's new? Hey, I saw your tweet about this. How'd that go? Right? Like every single day, a hundred plus people come say hi to me, say what's up, check in on me. Right. And like, like I, like that's the social interaction that I'm missing from going into an office. Now think about when you go to work every day, right? You go into the work, right? Whatever your job is in some capacity, you're going to say hi to somebody, a coworker, a friend, your boss, maybe it's the coffee shop, you know, gal, you, you drive through the drive through and they, she hands you your coffee and tells you to have a great day. And you, you kind of half smile. Cause you're like, Hey, thanks. You too. Right. Even that little interaction. When I used to work at Cox, um, and Dutch brothers finally opened up on the West side, I would go, if I had time, I'd go early to go through the Dutch brothers line because the line was always crazy, right? The, the, the location on Thunderbird and, uh, the one-on-one was the single busiest, uh, uh, Dutch brothers coffee in the whole country, in the whole business for, for about a year or two, it was the busiest by far. No, nothing that came close. And that store was always busy Two drive throughs through the parking lot. They actually had to start like writing, putting like paint on the, on through parking spots and saying, well, this is now part of our drive through line. Sorry, Sprouts, you know, whatever was in the parking lot. Uh, and then they ended up building another one across the street. This location was so busy that they bought the land that was this big field and built a whole nother Dutch Brothers, like kitty corner, like diagonal. And this one's like one of the biggest Dutch Brothers of in the company. And they, the entire lot is just for their drive-through. They have two drive-through lines and it's just this massive like drive-through line and it's across the street and then they're, and they're both still super busy. Right. So now it's like, well, what side of the street are you on? There's a Dutch bros over here. There's a Dutch bros over there. Um, but like that interaction going through that drive-through, you know, would cheer me up and, and send me into work on a high note because you know, the, the quick interaction that I had with, with the, the, the people that were at Dutch bros, you know, they're high energy. Obviously they've been drinking coffee all morning making coffee, listening to music, just like, yeah, what's up, man? How's your day? You know, but like that interaction, you go to work and you start to talk to somebody and maybe, and maybe that's me. Cause I'm an extrovert, right? I'm, I'm, I feed off of other people and their energy. Right. And, and the interactions I have with people are what feed me. So the fact that I can go hours in a day without any interaction with somebody, right? Because, you know, Tiffany's doing her thing. The kids are doing their thing. The kids are at school. Tiffany's at the gym. Tiffany's shopping. Like I can literally go hours without any social interaction, face-to-face conversation. That really, that does put like a weight on me, right? Because I don't have that, that release of, of talking, right? And one of the things I've discovered in the last couple of weeks, I, I, I've been getting up at 6 a.m. I have an, I, I use the iPhone's uh, sleep mode or whatever it's called, right? Where it's like bedtime mode where it's like, you're going to bed at this time, you want this many hours of sleep, so you need to go to bed at this time, right? And so it sets an alarm, the alarm's supposed to go off at 6 a.m. Over the last couple of weeks, I've actually been getting up before my alarm went off. Sometimes, you know, 15 minutes before the alarm went off. I'd I'd roll over, see what the clock, the time says, it's 5.45, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm up. And I'd get up and start my day. Um, today, actually, was the first day in weeks that the alarm actually woke me up. And thankfully, it's one of those like really subtle alarms, which is like, and it's like a, like it's like harmony xylophone thing and it's just like really peaceful and tranquil and so if it as it starts to wake me up it's just like the settling because i freaking hate that you jump out of bed like you're you know like a freaking fire alarm's going off you're like, ah, 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 and you're like oh it's just tuesday okay 
Whew. I'm awake. Thanks. You know, that's not how you want to start your day, you know? Like, geez. Um, so so I've been getting up at 6 a.m. And I, you know, I let the dog out, use the restroom. I throw my AirPods in and I go for a walk. And I go for a walk, not, uh, I mean, it's, it's physical activity. I mean, I'm getting my heart rate up, you know, and, and whatever, but it's, it's not like strenuous. I'm not running. I'm not going to the gym. I'm just going for a walk, right? It's still pretty hot out, right? Like yesterday, I think it was 112, 113 outside. So, you know, I, I was doing it like at eight, nine o'clock before my live streams, but just those like three hours, the temperature jumps 10 degrees sometimes. So I'm doing it like first thing, the, the, the earliest I'm getting up and going straight for my walk. And I listen to a podcast you know, and I, and I, the loop that I do through the neighborhood is a little over two miles. I want to say it's like 2.4 miles and I do it in about 40 to 50 minutes, depending on my pace, depending on if there's like, you know, traffic or whatever, you know, like just depends, but roughly about an hour to, to walk a little over two miles, maybe two and a half. And the podcasts I listen to for the most part are friends or uh destiny related because destiny is my favorite game and, uh, and it's what i'm into so weekly podcasts about the game um but something i started to listen to just recently um is comedians there's a lot of comedians in fact i would venture to say that most comedians nowadays have podcasts because it's just an extension of what they normally do right hence myself right like i'm a content creator i did youtube and i do live streams now i'm doing podcasts it's a natural progression podcasts you know are in your pocket people can listen to them on the treadmill while they're driving to work while they're cooking while they're exercising like whatever right like podcasts are very convenient you don't have to be watching a video and a lot of people will watch my live streams while they're at work or doing things in the same manner um shout out to uh, uh will willie will will high will high willie high will high i think it's will high uh local local guy here in uh in phoenix rides his bike he was hanging out with us during while he was at work and he goes, all right, I'm packing things up, heading home. I got a bike ride, you know, wish me luck. I don't, you know, melt, melt in the sun. He comes back about 15, 20 minutes later. He's like, all right, uh, audio only mode is off. Uh, thanks for the laughs during my, my ride. And I was like, wait a minute, you were listening to my live stream while you were riding your bike home. He's like, yeah, I, he's like, it was either that or listen to him, you know, music. He's like, I'd rather listen. I was listening to you all day at work. I might as well keep listening to, you You know, you're still alive. I was like, that is badass, man. Like, that is so cool that like, and I'm like, that's it. I was like, I was, I was, um, what's the word? <laughs> not baffled, but like, I'm like, I'm not that entertaining, man, to like, keep you, keep you going. But apparently that day I was. So, you know, thanks, Will. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, it's just one of those things where uh, podcasts are so convenient. So anyway, I'm listening to comedians. Uh, Burt Kreischer, uh, is a guy that I, I found on Netflix and, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like end my nights again. I've been going to bed before midnight, uh, for the last couple of weeks, getting up at 6 AM. Um, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm kind of like training myself to not stay up till two in the morning and then try to get up at like seven and eight and be a wreck, right? Like I'm actually trying to be on this routine and schedule and so far, so far, so far, so good. But one of the things I'm doing is I'm, I'm hitting the couch and I'll just like, you know, pull up Netflix and just kind of see, I, cause I, for years I haven't been on Netflix. I have no idea what I, like, I was like, how do you, where, how do you find anything on Netflix? It's so different now compared to what, what it used to be. Uh, cause I just don't watch TV. I just don't watch, I, I never turn on the TV. Um, but now I, I go to Netflix and I start like looking at stuff Well, on the weekends, you know, I'll have a few cocktails. I'll, I'll, I'll watch some comedy specials. Right. So now when I pull up Netflix, like the recommended stuff is all like, you know, stand up comedy and stuff like that. So Burt Kreischer is a guy that I recently discovered and I really enjoy his stuff. And now, of course, I'm going from him to like who else is similar to him, right? And uh, Tom Segura is another one that I that I find humorous from time to time. 
and uh, they have a podcast. So Bert Kreischer has a podcast, and then Bert and Tom have a podcast called Two Bears in One Cave. It's it's really funny because they're they're like real life friends. So those are the best podcasts. The best podcasts are the ones where two friends get together and just shoot the shit because it's like you hear stories and you hear like real interactions. You hear real, um, you know, like real friendship, and it comes out in the podcast. I think it's I think it's the best podcast personally. Um, but hearing these guys talk and hear them talk about their comedy and their stand-up and their business and Bert specifically about how he thinks about content creation and and how how important it is. Like he totally gets it and he's embracing content creation. He's putting up YouTube videos and he's tweeting stuff and putting up YouTube Twitter videos and Instagram. He's just being he's a comedian, he's an entertainer, right? So he's funny. So everything he puts up is just like got a, a, a tinge of of humor in it and, and entertainment. You're like, man, I love this guy. This guy's great. Um so again, back to the content creation is like, you know, f- finding what you're, what you're passionate about and what you love. Right. So the, so ever since I started walking in the mornings and listening to these podcasts, I'm starting my day off now on like a happy note. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, uh, I'm ready to start the day. You know, even like today I walked in the door, I walked in the door for my walk. Tiffany's sitting in the kitchen and she just got done making me breakfast. Right. I come into a plate of eggs with cheese and spinach and avocado on top. And I'm just like, oh my God, it looks so good. And oh, and I'm just like, I'm in such a good mood. I'm like razzing her about this and that. And I'm giving her crap about her water bottle or something like that. I'm just totally being like kind of snarky and and not shitty, but like, you know, I'm being a smart ass. I'm being a smart ass. And she's just like, what has gotten into you? Like what? I, and I'm just like, I'm in a good mood, man. I, just, I you know, got my, got my, got a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of endorphins going for my walk, you know, cause Obviously, when I first start my walk, I'm very slow and leisurely. But as I start to get going, the podcast is getting going. I start laughing a little bit. I start to pick up my pace, right? So by the end of my walk, I'm sweaty, right? My heart rate got up to, I don't know, 120 or something like that. It's not very high, but, you know, I average about like 100, I think, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. Can I look at my workouts? I think you can. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, you know, I come home and I've got, I got, I got the, the endorphins going. I'm like in a happy mood. So I'm just, you know, that, I start my day that way. And I feel like, I feel like I've been better off the last couple of weeks because of it, right? Because I'm going to bed at a decent time and I'm actually like going to sleep, right? Like last night I stayed up a little, I, I, I was on my computer all the way up until about 1130. And then when I got off 1130, I sat on the couch and just on my phone for a little bit, but I didn't really do that wind down. So I definitely had a hard time falling asleep last night. I noticed that. And this morning, like I said, my alarm woke me up. So there's something to be said about like, like, like getting away from like work and, and whatever you're doing like an hour before bedtime. Like I, I, I'm feeling that right. Also, I've been using, um, uh, these glasses from gamer advantage. Uh, uh, I'm a partner with them. Uh, you can use promo code Clintus at gameradvantage.com. but I've been using them for a couple of months now. And ever since March, I went to that charity event and they gave me a, a set, a pair of the glasses to try out. And I shit you not, the first week of wearing them on my streams every day, I noticed that I actually was going to bed earlier and actually feeling tired, right? Because for years, doing what I do and and being like glued to a, an LCD screen forever, like, yeah, I don't go to bed at a decent time. I'm always up till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock, right? And then it's like, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like staying up late and sleeping in. Like that's, if I had my perfect schedule, right? If I was, if I was a bachelor, I would stay up till three, four in the morning. And then I'd sleep till like, you know, 10, 11 noon, whatever, whatever time my body woke me up basically. 
I'd, I'd stay up until I was like exhausted and then I'd sleep until I was done. Like that's how that, that was my life, you know, between high school and college, my one month of, of, uh, no school. But, uh, but that's not the case. Now my wife is a early bird riser. She gets up early. She goes to bed really early. She needs her eight, nine hours of sleep. I'm just like, that. I don't, that seems like such a waste of time to sleep that much. I, I, I get my six right now and I feel like I, I wish I could get four. I wish I could live on four hours of sleep, honestly. Well, actually, I take it back. If I had a wish, if I had a genie, like I'm rubbing this, this lamp and genie pops out and is like, poof, what do you need? I'd be like, yo, first wish. I don't ever want to sleep again, but like in a healthy way. Like, I don't want to be like a zombie. Like, I'm so, I, I need to sleep, but I wished I couldn't sleep and now I'm just like dead. No, I mean like I eat more food or something, right? Like I got to eat food all the time to keep my, like, I don't know, to keep my metabolism up and, and not sleep. But I mean like in a healthy way, I wish I never had to sleep. Could you imagine all the shit you could do in a day if you didn't have to sleep, if you knew that you, you just never got tired. You could work, you know, multiple jobs. You could, like, all your passion projects. You'd have time for everything, right? Because that's not the number one complaint. Not enough time in the day. I just wish I had more time. Not enough time to do X. Not enough time to do Y. You know, not enough time to make enough money to do the thing that I want to do. God, man, that'd be so cool. Where's that, where's that, lean, that, that, that lean, genie in the lamp? I need that. Um... Yeah, so so uh, she's an early bird. I'm a late owl, night owl, right? I'm trying to adjust. I'm adjusting to her schedule. I'm getting there. I still it requires much sleep, so she still goes to bed at like you know nine or ten o'clock. I'm in bed by midnight. Uh, but now I've been getting up earlier than her. My, I've been getting up at six. She usually rolls out of bed by by seven. You know, she'll get up early. I mean, she's up when I'm up, but she'll go, she'll lay in bed and stay in bed for a while, right? Which is usually my mo, right? She'd be getting up at seven. I'm rolling around in bed, staying in there till eight. You know times have changed um but yeah i mean my mood my mood swings man let's 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 get back on track jesus christ uh see this is what happens when i'm in a good mood and i'm like want to talk i'm like let's just let's just talk let's just go let's riff uh my mood my mood's like a roller coaster right so highs and lows and they're very quick swings so in a really great mood something's said something's done and then i'm in a shitty mood and i'm in a shitty mood for a little bit of time and then something happens and it's like flip it's like a switch right so that those mood swings affect my content creation, right? Last week I skipped a day. I was like, oh, guys, I just I need a day. I'm super stressed out. I've got way too much shit going on. I got some sponsored videos I got to work on, some sponsored posts I got to work on. I, I need to take a I need a, I need an admin day, right? And I still believe that I need to do that. I hate I hate to say it. I hate to do it because I feel like I should be, you know, I'm a goddamn adult. I should be able to manage my time. And okay, live stream from ten to this time, and then. Uh, YouTube work from this time to this time, and email from this time to this time. It just doesn't work. It doesn't happen. I've tried. I've got it on my calendar. Hell, I've got admin work on my calendar five days a week from this time to this time, and it never. I'm, I'm not doing admin work in that during that time. That's the time that I'm like doing X, Y, and Z and not doing that. Um, so that's the thing. The, the the interactions that I have or don't have, right? The lack of interactions also affect my mood, and my mood affects my content. So you know, going back to this podcast. It, even though I want to keep to a schedule and say new episodes every Monday and Friday or Mondays and Thursdays, right? Like I'd love to be able to just confidently say like, you're going to get an episode every single Monday and Thursday. I can't say that because like there's going to be some weeks where I do something or I have an interaction. I'm like, yo, that's going to be a great episode of podcast. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about that. Right. Or I've got a guest lined up and I'm like, all right, we're going to have, we're going to talk this week with so-and-so and we're going to talk about this, this, and this. Right. But then like, 
shit happens. Things come up, right? Like I had a, I had an interview tonight for the, for a podcast. I was on someone else's podcast and they had to reschedule last minute. Right. So now my night's free. So I could have scheduled a guest for tonight, but, and I might still try to reach out to somebody, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it may not work out. I've got a list of people that are, they're down to be on my podcast. I should have scheduled it. Now that I've got both kids volleyball schedules, I can confidently schedule a month in advance, which I'm, I plan on doing. Right. Like that's my plan this weekend is to, to DM my friends. All right, you guys ready to do this? Here's a date. Does this work for you? Cool. Time, place, go. Um, so that's going to happen. But my point I'm trying to make is that it really comes down to my state of mind, my mood, and, you know, what it is that I want to share and, and, and talk about. Um, for, the, for the hardcore of you that just love everything that I do, I know your responses are always the same. It doesn't matter, Clint. Do what you want. We're here for you. You know, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that's a very small minority. The vast majority uh, are the opposite. They're very fickle and they're very much like, well, I love you, Clint, but only when you're doing what I care about. You know, I want to I want to hear you. I want to see you. I want to I want. But only if I care about the shit and I'm the same way. I am the same way. I, there are some people that I don't give a shit what they do. I love everything they do. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll consume all their content. Give it me all of it. Right. And then there's some people that I'm like, I love you and I, and I really do. I, and I care what you have to say about X, Y, and Z. But when you're talking about ABC, I really don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me because it's like the, that ABC, I, I could give two shits about, right? And, and even though the first person I talked about, like, there's some people like, I love everything they do. It's because everything they do is X, Y, and Z, right? Maybe W. They might, they might dabble in W, but it's close enough to X. And I'm like, okay, right? It's fine. But ABC, nah, fuck that. I'm uh, I'm not about ABC life, you know. So that's the that, and I'm so that's what I'm saying. I don't blame people. I'm not mad at people that that are the same way, right? I just did a survey uh, from my Twitch streams asking for feedback, right? And one of the questions, some of the questions were, "What would you like to see me do more of? What would you like to see me do less of?" And like, you know, the there was a big chunk of the uh, the answers that were, you know, do more Fortnite. And I'm like, okay, so those are the kids that like me and they think I'm cool and then they like my videos, but really they only care about the things that they care about Fortnite, right? They're the kids that leave the comments saying, you know, asking about the kids. They don't talk about me. They don't care about me. They care about the kids. They care about my life, my lifestyle. So if I'm not talking about the kids, I'm not showing the kids, they don't care about the videos. Right. And that, that reflects in the viewership as the kids are less and less in the vlogs and the kids are doing less and less like quote unquote fun things. The views have gone down over the years. I recognize this. I see this. I don't care. Right. And that's the difference. That goes back to what we were saying in the earlier episode about adjusting and playing the game. Right. If it was all about the views and all about the money, then my channel would have been all about the kids and we would do nothing but like challenges and skits and cause that's entertainment, right? It comes back to entertainment. Vlogging, the quote unquote vlogging is a dead, dead genre today. Unless you you, you roll in all this entertainment value, right? Uh, montages with music and, and the skits and the, the, you know, the challenges, those are entertaining things, right? You can sprinkle it into your life, right? People give me that feedback all the time. Like, well, you could do your daily vlog, but then just throw in a challenge. And I'm like, I feel like that's, that's like that clickbait switch bait, right? Like, oh, today we're doing the, you know, the, the, the milk challenge, Right. The ice bucket challenge. Well, the ice bucket challenge is what? Five minutes into the 10 minute video. 
You have to watch all my, like my morning and my breakfast and my kids going to school for the first five minutes to get to the challenge. No, you should go ice bucket challenge. What's up guys. Today we're doing the ice bucket challenge. I got my friend blah and blah with me today. And we got this bucket of ice water. We're going to dump it on our faces and blah, you know, like that's what it should be. And I, I, and I, I used to do that. I used to be the guy that would be like, we're doing this, but it's like, you know, eight minutes into a 12 minute video, you got to like watch the whole thing or skip or scroll through or worse. You start watching five minutes in, you're like, or, you know, two, a minute in and you're like, what is this? This guy's talking in his, in his kitchen. Like I wanted to watch a challenge video. I'm out of here and they leave. And that's bad for YouTube. That's bad for your channel. So damn, I totally lost what I was saying on that one, but, uh, moving on. Um, the schedule versus feeling it, it feeling right, right? Same thing with, uh, with, with YouTube and the vlogs, right? Like I woke up this morning and didn't even think about editing. And you realize I've edited a vlog every single day uh, for the last seven years, right? Minus a day or two here and there. And the fact that I so quickly have gotten out of that routine just because I don't love it, right? I don't look forward to it because I've done it every day for seven years. Like that tells me it's time for a break. It tells me it's time to, which is what I'm doing. By only doing two vlogs a week, I am taking a break because I'm not vlogging seven days a week. I'm not, uh, I'm not editing seven days a week. I'm editing two days a week. Right. And I, it, it's, it's feeling good. You know, and as I said in the vlogs, when there's something worth vlogging, I will vlog it. I'm never going to stop vlogging. And I, I, I can confidently say that, you know, me, if you know me, I never say never, right? Never say never. I'm saying this right now. I consciously will never stop vlogging. However, that doesn't mean it'll always be on YouTube. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Platforms change. What if tomorrow Google goes, all right, guys, we're changing YouTube to Google video. And you old school know that used to be, there used to be such a thing. Google had video it was Google video. Then they bought YouTube and they got rid of Google video. And it just became YouTube. What if tomorrow they're like, we're going back to Google video and there's no ad revenue. There's no con. There's no, there's no split. We're going to run our own ads, but we're not giving any cuts to the content creators anymore. Right? I said this yesterday on stream. Like what if tomorrow YouTube took away ad revenue? There is no revenue split. There's no more revenue at all. Right? They can inject their own ads the way they want. Just like Forbes magazine, just like any blog, right? News site. You write a, you write a post. You don't get ad revenue from that. They get the revenue. They might pay you for writing the post. Here's, here's a hundred dollars for writing the, the blog. Thanks. Have a nice day. And then they, they get all the revenue from the ads. What if YouTube did that tomorrow? How crazy, how big of a shit storm would, you know, like all the, the, the millions of creators that make a living, well, I don't know, millions, let's say thousands, thousands of creators that make a living off of YouTube tomorrow, Thanos snaps his fingers and it's gone, right? How many people would still make YouTube videos if there was no revenue to be made? If you couldn't make a living at it, how many, how many kids that today want to be a YouTuber would be like, ah, oh, never mind, I don't want to be a YouTuber anymore, right? And that, because that comes back to that, that place of passion, you know, kids ask me all the time, like, what made you want to be a YouTuber? And I'm like, well, I didn't, there was no such thing as a YouTuber. There, there wasn't, there was no money to be made. There was no ad revenue. There was no partner program. When I first started that, that came a couple years later. And even then it took years for you to get there. It was very hard to become a, 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 a YouTube partner. And so, you know, I tell them I did it because I loved it. I did it because I enjoyed it. Again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it was because I got the attention, right? Back when I started, there was stars, right? You rate the video five stars and you can leave a comment. I loved reading the comments. I had a blog and when I got comments on the blogs, I was like, yeah, and I'd reply to every comment and it, like, that's what it was for for me. It was that 
I love sharing my thoughts, love sharing my ideas, love sharing my life. And then I love getting the feedback on what I said. And that hasn't changed, right? You post something on Twitter, you post something on Instagram. I read those comments. I read every single reply, right? I try to reply to most of them. If they're worth replying to, like not, not, not everything reply, re- requires a reply. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. Um, but content creation makes me happy. Like I said, it just, it just comes down to straight up. I love sharing my shit. And as long as people keep consuming my shit, I'll keep sharing my shit. All right. Disclaimer. I don't actually share pictures of my shit. Just, it's a metaphor. But the thing is, I decided about five years ago to quit my job, right? I was making enough money. I was making the same amount of money from YouTube as I was making from my job. And with the, you know, you look at a, a, at a graph, right? This, there was this, this line going up year over year over year. I was doubling my income on YouTube. So in theory, I'm like, okay, then next year I should be at twice as much as I'm at right now. And I did. In a year after quitting my job, I was making twice as much money as I was at my job, which theoretically was the same amount of money that I was making the year before because I had my job and YouTube. So when I quit my job, I lost half my income, right? I was, I was making a certain amount in the salary, plus I was making YouTube. When YouTube was making the same amount of money as my job, I quit my job and I lost that revenue, right? So I, I took a step back but I put 100% of my time and energy into my, into my creation, right? 100% of my time was into creating a business. I, cre- I created an LLC. I started a business. I got a license. I was making revenue now as a business. And so there's all the you know, pros and cons to being a business owner when it comes to that. Um, but I doubled my income in a year on YouTube. So now I'm back to making what I was making a year ago. Now the next year says I'm going to double that again. And I did. Within two years, I was making, is that three or four times? Um, let me just think real quick here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, two, yeah. almost, almost, I was making four times as much as I was making at my job within two years. And that changes a person, right? When you start making that kind of money in that kind of amount of time, like it changes you. You start making different decisions, right? And, and you grow and you learn from those decisions, you know, like I've wasted a lot of money, but I've always had that philosophy of like, I'll make more tomorrow. Right. And that, I think that has a lot to do with becoming, being a server and being like in the industry of like, uh, of like, you know, waiting tables and being a bartender is like tonight I'm making a hundred bucks tomorrow. I'll make a hundred bucks. So if I waste, if I blow all this money tonight that I just made hundred bucks that I just made today and I, and I, I blow it on something stupid, no big deal. I'll make another hundred bucks tomorrow not a big deal, right? Like that was my mentality for many, many years. And I think I still had that mentality going into this business was like, I can make more money tomorrow. There'll be another vlog tomorrow. And that vlog will make me X amount of dollars. And then I can spend that money because tomorrow will be another vlog and I'll make that money again, right? Like it's literally the same thing. Every day was a vlog. Every day was more money and it just kept growing from there, right? Now, looking back on the last couple of years with YouTube changing, right? I look back at all my bad decisions that I made with my money, with my finances, right? I could be well, way, way better off if I would have done more investing and done more like, you know, whatever. I, I did do some of it. I have, I have money tied up in investments, right? So it's not necessarily liquid cash, liquid assets, but I've got some money set aside, right? But I'm still in the hustle mode, right? I'm still, still, still doing the daily grind and providing for my family. 
and uh, growing my business. Thankfully, I'm I'm very fortunate to to have continued to grow my business. Uh, I diversified as 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 you know, um, but there's a pressure there. There's been a pressure the last couple of years because 2016 was my best year ever. 2016, like I said, I made four times as much money as I did when I was working at my job. But then 2017, I hit the I hit the ceiling. Right, I, like I hit my peak and was like, all right, this is as much you're gonna go. This is how you're gonna go. And it started to go down. And that was a combination of YouTube's algorithm changes, search suggested, that sort of thing. But then also the kids started to get to an age where they weren't as fun or entertaining, right? If you go back and watch the vlogs, that's when we bought the house, right? And they started, they were more into, I mean, Sierra was in middle school, right? Like you're more into friends and more into like being with their friends versus being with their family. And like, and so the vlogs reflected that. Right. Instead of having like five awesome days of fun and entertaining things, it, it started to kind of like, okay, now it's only like two or three days a week. So then the other three or four days were kind of like meh. And that reflected in the views. And it, and it, and it just kind of, you know, so there was this pressure on me to say, hey, I need to diversify because YouTube sucks and I can't have all my eggs in one basket. Right. It proves that it's not forever. So I started doing Twitch. I started working with partners and sponsors to, to have long term relationships right? Reoccurring revenue with certain brands and sponsors. And that also went towards the YouTube content sliding. Cause now I'm not focused hundred percent on YouTube. Now I'm focused on 50% YouTube, 50% Twitch or, or, you know, 33, 33, 33, whatever. And so that also reflected in the content. And so all of these things happened that the channel complete continued to decline, which then just motivated me more to put my effort and time into other platforms and other places. And even this podcast, I'm like, I've shared my numbers with some of my friends that also have podcasts. So like, holy shit, dude, like it took me two years to get those numbers. Hell, I've been doing this for three years. I still don't have those numbers. Like, you know, like I'm very fortunate that I've built a community and, and, and built an audience that is so diverse that when I do something new or, and I, and I pivot, you know, a portion of that audience pivots with me, right? I made the jump from YouTube gaming to Twitch and that was rough. A lot of people didn't jump with me. A lot of people were like, what's Twitch? I've never heard of Twitch. I don't want Twitch. Stay on YouTube. I like YouTube, right? People don't like change. And I get that. People don't like change. So when you change something, they're like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Why are you messing with my shit? You know, so I had to start over on Twitch, right? Like I had my core, core, small group of core people that went with me to Twitch, but I basically had to start over. I think when I started as a partner, uh, I was, I mean, I was less than 10,000 followers. I think it was like around six or seven. Um, you know, and I started with like 20 concurrence. It was rough. I'd have a hundred plus to 100 to 300 on YouTube when I played destiny, right? Iron banner trials, raids, 300 easily on the big days. My highest number to this day, highest natural, no hosts or raids, just pure organic 3,300 viewers at rise of iron on YouTube gaming. It's my highest stream I've ever had by myself. Now I've had those numbers more than those numbers from a host or raid, like from, you know, some, some, some of the bigger, uh, content creators that, you know, that I've made relationships with, they host me and they, Oh yeah, you got 3000 viewers, but really they were their viewers they brought over and then they start to go away. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you make the jump to the platform and it's hard. So then I go and say, Hey guys, I got this podcast it's taken me a couple of, you know, it, it took me like three or four months to start to get a, a decent audio uh, a listening base, right? And even now, it's it's getting into the place where, like most of my content, like you look at the, people look at the title and go, hmm, 
that doesn't sound interesting to me. I'll skip that episode, right? And I see that. I see certain episodes get more listens than others, right? And I assume that also has to play with like search and suggested as well. Like, you know, certain certain platforms have that um have an algorithm. And so certain ones get more view more listens than others, right? That's also the beauty of podcasting like YouTube is like you can go back and listen to an episode that I did an, a year ago, right? You go back and listen to the episode I did with Bryce and Sierra and Chuck and like, you know, for the most part, it's evergreen content. Um, but there, there, there's this inherent pressure because I did quit my job that I now have to continue. Like, and I hate to say this, but I do have to think about money. I do have to think about revenue. I do have to think about what is going to produce income, right? That's why I'm, 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 I'm open and transparent with you guys. Like, All right, guys, I'm gonna do an ad break right here. And then an ad runs in the podcast, right? Because this is one of the content create one of the pieces of content that I create that generates revenue, right? It's it's the smallest piece of revenue that I have right now. I have I have six different streams of revenue. This is this is probably the smallest, um, and and it's because it's my smallest platform of content that also runs ads. Now you know something like Twitter. There's no money on Twitter, right? I don't get video ads on Twitter. Um, I don't get Instagram ads, right? I do sponsored content, so I get paid to post a post, but. I get paid a flat rate that it doesn't matter how many views it gets or anything like that. Right. Whereas like YouTube is about views. How many ads did you see Twitch? How many ads did you see who subbed, who, who tipped, you know, there, there's all these different mechanics. Podcast is straight listens, right? So there is a pressure there for me that I have to, in the back of my mind, always think about revenue and how it's going to produce income. And, and yeah, you know, people are like, Oh, what the fuck, man, you're a sellout. You do only sponsored posts. It's like, that's how I pay my job. I pay my bills, dude. Like, you know, you want to pay me a hundred bucks? I won't post an ad. How about that? How about you pay me what the sponsor is going to pay me to talk about their product? And then I won't talk about their product. I'll say, Hey, today's, today's uh, YouTube video is sponsored by Billy. You know, Hey, Billy, you want a shout out? Pay for it. Like, I, I, you know, that's basically what it is. You know, all the kids ask me for shout outs every day. It's like, do you understand that I get about a hundred requests a day for a shout out? I can't do it. And that's me. I get a hundred requests a day for after saying no, right? I've never done just a random shout out in a vlog, right? It's always somebody that I met in real life, someone that I had an interaction with, someone that sent me something or did something. Like you did something to earn the shout out. And I still get a hundred requests a day. Imagine if I started doing random shout outs. All right, guys. So today, uh, today's shout outs going out to Billy, Timmy, and Jane. Thank you guys so much for watching the vlogs. I really appreciate it. All of a sudden, the kids are like, oh, I want to shout out. Now that 100 goes to 500, right? And I do, I do, now instead of doing two or three a day, I'm doing five to 10 a day. All right, today's shout outs are going to be to uh, uh, Randy, Chuck, uh, and Jody, Joe, uh, Colin, Bill, Dave, and Bob. Thank you guys so much for being awesome members of the community. I really appreciate you guys. Vlog on. And now that goes up. Now from 500, I'm getting 1,000 requests a day. I want a shout out. And now what do I do? Do I, I have to cap it off at some point, right? But now I'm doing like a five-minute shout out list. How many of you would be like, oh my God, just shut up. No one cares about these shout outs, right? And that's why I don't do it. That's, that's the ultimate reason why I don't do that. But with that being said, if you do something worth shouting out, you're 100% going to get a shout out. If, you're, if, I, if you ever see me in real life in public, say hi. You can be in the vlog. I'll give you a shout out, right? If you send me something to my PO box, you're going to get a shout out, right? The people who tip and sub and follow and do things on Twitch when I'm live always get shout outs, right? There's always, and then, then, then there's the people that I just mentioned, by the way, right? Friends of mine. There's interactions there 
there's 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 history there, right? I gave Bill a shout out in the last podcast as like a t- tongue in cheek because he always talks about listening to my, my podcast while he's on his treadmill. So I just did a quick little shout out tongue in cheek to Bill because I can because there's there's a re- there's an interaction there. There's a reason to, but some you know random uh, kid on the internet, you know uh, Christian forty five seven asking for a shout out. I'm like I don't even know who you are, dude. What am I supposed to say? Shout out to Christian four five seven crickets like shout out to you for because you asked for a shout out like it's not genuine it's not a genuine shout out you know totally i don't know where i was going with that but to round this around the pressure right the pressure of revenue the pressure of my content having to grow my business in one way or another now i do obviously provide my content for free everything that i do is free you don't have to pay for any of my content you're listening to this podcast right now for free. You'll watch my YouTube videos for free. You watch my live streams for free. But I do run ads because that is a free way for you to support me and allow me to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm grateful for that. And I appreciate that. But there are ways for you to pay to not have ads. If you have YouTube Premium, which used to be called YouTube Red, you'll never see ads on YouTube. But the videos you watch, the content creators still get paid. There's Twitch Turbo. Twitch Turbo, no ads but we still get the revenue. If you subscribe to my channel on Twitch, you don't see ads there either, right? You throw 10 bucks my way once a month, here's a, here's a here's a burrito, here's some coffee or whatever, right? Like, boom, that's for you. Like, those are all little moments that keep me going and keep me doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, I, that's that's kind of the gist of where I wanted to go with this. And I, I definitely riffed, <laughs> I definitely riffed pretty hard and, and, and went on some tangents, which I know most of you guys love. But it just, it's, it's one of those things where, like I said, it's my mood definitely dictates the content I create and what I do with my time. Um, I'm trying to get better at scheduling my time as far as like when I'm doing each piece of content. My live streams are probably the only thing that's the, the most structured right now because it's live and, you know, I, I try to be on time. You know, I got, I actually got to be live here in eight minutes <laughs> right now, eight minutes. I'm supposed to be live and I, I got to change my shirt and boot everything up and get everything going. But, um, it's one of those things where I try to be there for you guys. When I say I'm supposed to be there, everything else is kind of like, eh, you know, podcast will get up when it gets up. The vlog will get up when it gets up. You know, it goes up on these days, but it's a different time, you know, whatever. And I'm trying to get better at that because the, the, the thing that I deal with the most right now is it's always time to work. Right. When you're an entrepreneur, when you own your own business, it doesn't matter what it is, content creation, you know, uh, coding, artwork, photography, you know, whatever you can work 24 seven, you know, you can work first thing in the morning. You can work, you know, last thing you do before you go to bed, you can work in the middle of the day. You can work for an hour, take an hour break, go see a movie, come back, work for a couple, you know, two more hours, go out to dinner, have some drinks, a happy hour, come back, do some more work. Like there's no, there's no structure, so to speak. You can literally do whatever you want. And I try to structure my day around like a nine to five job, right? So I stream from 10 a.m. to 3, 4, 5 p.m., depending on the day when my kids are at school, right? So I'm sitting here streaming when my kids are in school as if I was at the job, as if I was at an office, right? And then the vlog kind of happens throughout the day as our day goes. This podcast happens whenever I get some time and have a topic to talk about. So those are my main three platforms and my three forms of content that I create. And that's how I create it, right? The streams are live every day at 10 a.m. The YouTube videos were every day up at 10 a.m. But it was like, you know, I had to make time to edit and, you know, and hopefully I shot enough footage the day before, 
you know, now we're, now we're doing a weekly vlog and a weekend vlog. And it's like, okay, if we just shoot a little bit each day of whatever the highlight is of the day, we should have a decent video. Right. But I can tell you right now, it's not going to happen every time. Right. As of right now, it's Thursday and I don't think we have anything for the vlog. I've said good morning and then I've said good night almost every day. And I've asked the kids how their school day was and how Bryce's volleyball practice was, but we don't really have any substance in the vlog. I'm going to edit it tonight because we're going up to go camping tomorrow. So I'm going to edit tonight, upload it and schedule it for Saturday. But like, I, I don't know what the vlog is going to be. And this is ultimately my dilemma when it comes to the content is like, I create content around my life. I'm not a businessman. I'm not, you know, teaching people how to be an entrepreneur. I'm not writing a course on how to be a YouTuber. I just, I just share what's on my mind. I share what, what's going on. And, you know, I guess you could say I'm a storyteller to, to a certain degree. Like, I, like I tell stories about my life. I, I, I talk about my life. I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for this last year, you probably have heard a lot of the shit that I just said a dozen times. I definitely, definitely repeat myself a lot. Um, because I talk about what I know. I talk about what I'm, what I, what I, what I'm good at, what I, what I know, right. I've been doing YouTube for 13 years. So we're gonna talk a lot about YouTube. I'm gonna tell you about my history. I'm gonna tell you about my, my highs and lows, right? I was just talking about money and income, you know, and I openly, openly just said that I made four times as much money as I did when I was working at Cox and I made good money at Cox. I was a supervisor. I'd been there for almost nine years. So let your mind wander there, right? Like there's a, you know, in the entertainment business, if you're, if you're a movie star, a TV star, a singer, a professional athlete, you know, those guys make millions of dollars, right? YouTubers have the potential to make millions of dollars, but it is just as competitive and just as hard to do it now than it is for those other professions. You know, I don't know where I'm going with that. So I'm just going to stop there. Um, the point is that, I, that, that I'm very, uh, transparent and I'm very open and honest with you guys. Cause that's, that's, that's what I know. This is what I know. I know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a storyteller, content creator about the things that I know. And so you'll hear me repeat myself a dozen times because that's what I know. And if I don't know it, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bullshit you and try to make shit up. I'm very open and honest in my live streams. I will ask questions to chat and say, like, what does this mean? What does that mean? I've never heard of that before. You know, I like, I just will straight up say it. Teach me, teach me your ways. Teach me what you know. Chuck, like, I, I honestly, I love Chuck. Chuck is, is, is one of my best friends. I don't know how he's still my friend. I, I really don't. His, his level of, um, his tolerance for bullshit and stupidity and ignorance. Like I see it on a regular basis, right? Like I see his, his tweets and his, his posts about people on the internet and how ignorant they are. And I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of in that same boat the same genre of like i'm i'm pretty dumb like i don't know a lot i i i live in a bubble right i, I keep myself in a nice little bubble where i just don't venture off too much outside of my wheelhouse and the people that i follow because there's something that they do that i'm interested in whether it's they're a streamer or a content creator or they're into a video game or whatever right like i don't watch the news i don't follow politicians i don't know what the hell is going on in the world and i feel like that's probably why i'm happy 90 percent of the time because I don't get, I don't read the news and get depressed. I don't go on social media and start ripping a tyrant about some political bullshit that I, that someone else was talking about on the news. Like, I don't want to talk about gun control. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about that shit. It's depressing. Right now. I know that makes me, you know, that might, that makes me ignorant, right? Like 
you should be educated on on what's going on in your, in your country, in your state, and in your livelihood because it might affect you one day. And I agree with that. I do. You're right. I should do that. But that's just not how my brain's wired. It's not how I think about the world. I'm not like, well, I better sit down with this book and educate myself on on you know gun laws so that I can educate. I can I can be educated in my response about the current situation of these mass shootings and have a poignant point. The problem with that is that not everybody else is doing that. So when you say something, you might be the most educated motherfucker about a topic and you know everything and you are 100% correct. You can, you can fact check it. You can post links. You're like a wiki page, right? Like here's my sources, bitch. But the people that are reading that and responding to that are not that. They're ignorant pieces of shit that just have an opinion and want to share it with you. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This, I heard this on the internet. I read this. So-and-so, which is always tells the truth, said this. And that's the kind of shit that Chuck's just like face palms his forehead like, oh my God. So I don't know how he puts up with me, honestly. I'm, I, maybe because we are friends, he just kind of like shrugs it off. Like, I'm, I'm like a brother. So he's just like, whatever, dude, you're dumb, but I love you anyways. Like, I don't know, maybe. That's probably what it is. Uh, you know, because we live in different states, he can like take a break from me. He's like, okay, I had my share of Clint today. <laughs> I know I frustrate him. I know I do. <laughs> He's listening to this right now, like just laughing his ass off. He's like, eh, it's true. It's true. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, this riff, this rant. Um, like I said, I gotta go live right now. I gotta just end this podcast and start going live right now. Uh, twitch.tv slash Clint I'm live every day from 10 a.m. Pacific to whenever I get off. Uh, YouTube videos right now are Wednesdays and Saturdays because kids are in school and sports and we're just not, you know, busy enough to have quality vlogs. Uh, and the podcast goes up when it goes up. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping come September, uh, to get some, get my guests all scheduled out a week, a month in advance and start cranking out at least one episode a week. I ideally would love to do two. I'd love to do one of these and maybe these are shorter. Maybe these are only 30 minutes and then the hour longs are with my friends. That's my ideal perfect world, but as we talked about earlier, it's, it's all about my feelings and how I'm feeling. And do I feel like podcasting today? Or do I feel like podcasting this week? I don't know. But I love you guys. And I really, from the bottom of my heart, I mean this when I say this. And I say this very regularly because I mean it. I absolutely appreciate every single moment that you give me, wherever you give it to me. Whether it's on Twitch, on YouTube, here on the podcast, on Twitter, on Instagram, an email, I appreciate you. It means everything to me and literally is what keeps my lights on and keeps food on my table for my kids. So thank you very much. Have a fantastic week and I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.